0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM
1: 89.3. Time now to shift our attention to China. Among the headlines coming out of the country over the week include China releasing its reserves of gasoline and diesel, Chinese President Xi Jinping calling for equal treatment and mutual recognition of its COVID 19 vaccines
0: and Beijing lashing out against a US intelligence review into the origins of COVID-19 so to get the analysis around those headlines and more we have on the line Dr. Oh Sun senior fellow for the Singapore Institute of International Affairs morning Dr. Oh how are you doing today I am doing okay. Looking forward to talk to all of you.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Now, Dr. Oh, first of all, oil prices fell yesterday after China released reserves of gasoline and diesel in an attempt to boost supply, while investors unwound long positions ahead of an OPEC Plus meeting due on November the 4th. All of this part of China's latest move to combat an energy crunch that's threatening economic growth. Uh, Perhaps you could talk to us about whether or not releasing their reserves and increasing market resources and supply shortages to stabilize supply and prices would really help. What is the wisdom and potential efficacy of this move?
2: Well, I think uh, analysts uh, around the world are also trying to guess at what was China's uh, true intention. Granted, there's was uh, energy uh, crunch or energy crisis in uh, China because uh, you know the electricity generated is not sufficient to supply for its uh, de- uh, demand. But uh, China's release of its uh, strategic petroleum reserve uh, amounted to, I think, at least to one calculation, uh, less than half a day of what China would have uh, used. Uh, I mean, in terms of uh, petroleum. So I think number one is a very symbolic uh, nature that china matures as a major consumer is ready to uh, uh, sort of release some of its reserve uh, when uh, well the reserves uh, is popped up but uh, i i don't think actually helped uh, a lot because the energy prices or rather the oil uh, price uh, rebounded shortly after it dropped in the last few days here
0: yeah, Dr, o, talking about fossil fuels, uh, of course, the G20 summit just wrapped up and we are in the uh, COP26 meetings this week. And this is where President Biden is saying he is disappointed that China and Russia have declined to make stronger commitments to combat climate change or to send their leaders to key global meetings to address the crisis at the G20 summit and, of course, the COP26. Uh, looking at what we have right now, President has not made any new major climate pledges in his written address at COP26. So what's lacking here when it comes to China's pledge for climate change? Uh, and does uh, Joe Biden have a point when it comes to you know, being disappointed with Russia and China? Well,
2: the G20 countries, I think they pledge to uh, most of them at least uh, to have uh, sort of carbon neutral status by 2050 whereas uh, china and russia would like to push that back for 10 years to uh, 2060 but more importantly i think it has to do with this so-called coal power plant right because uh, this uh, coal generation of power is a major contributor to uh, all this climate change uh, release of uh, gases and so on and china has not made a firm commitment to eradicate coal power plants as a major supply Of uh, its uh, power. So I think uh, that was uh, what uh, Biden was uh, referring to that uh, China and Russia would still be using coal as a major source of its energy here.
0: This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Like us and rate us. And now back to our podcast episode.
1: Mm. So clearly, China could be doing more here. In your view, What more can they do in the short to medium term? What more will they be willing to do?
2: Well, of course, uh, China has been uh, deploying a lot of uh, new technologies uh, in terms of trying to cut down its uh, release of uh, greenhouse uh, gases. But perhaps it's just not enough because there's a trade-off between China's demand for energy, as we mentioned just now, on the one hand, And on the other hand, the pollution as well as uh, the climate change that is generated by these coal power plants in China. So as it uh, waves uh, these two competing
0: demands, I think China came down on the side of development here. Yeah, something balanced balance for China. And talking about Mm -hmm. the U.S. versus China, we have... President Xi Jinping calling for equal treatment and mutual recognition of China's COVID 19 vaccines based on WHO's emergency use list. Uh, so, walk us through what's happening here. Why are they so unhappy? And what's the status of Chinese vaccines on the international front when it comes to being recognized?
2: Well, in terms of uh, WHO, uh, it does or it did uh, list uh, most of China's major vaccines on the so called emergency use uh, list. But I think the crux of the matter is that uh, many advanced countries, the U.S. Uh, and uh, the European Union and so on, they did not quite recognize uh, China's uh, uh, vaccines when it comes to admission of people into uh, the U.S. and European Union and so on. So, well, because a lot of people like to travel to those places, so if they got uh, inoculated with Chinese vaccines, they could not do so. And in China's opinion, that uh, it's uh, some form of discrimination here.
1: What do you think can be done about this in order to remove uh, the discrimination that we're seeing prevail in some quarters?
2: Well, there are uh, undoubtedly uh, unease over the efficacies of China's uh, vaccines from the viewpoints of the U.S. as well as the E.U., so I think uh, there, have, there has to be uh, more transparency huh, in terms of uh, the various uh, clinical trials that have been done and also, to, uh, for example, indeed uh, more data on uh, how these uh, vaccines could uh, combat uh, the, the virus and so on would have to be released from the China side. Then I think perhaps uh, there could be some form of accommodation here.
0: Yeah, talking about COVID-19, Dr. Oh, there's this ongoing blame game right now and Beijing has lashed out against a US intelligence review into the origins of COVID-19. Uh, colleague Political and false, also urging Washington to stop attacking China. So this is coming days after U.S. Office of the Director of National Intelligence released a fuller version of his findings from a 90-day review ordered by U.S. President Joe Biden. So it looks like there's this blame game going on. What do you think will happen from here on? Will we see China really press on this?
2: Oh yeah, I think China uh, is going all out uh, against uh, what it uh, sees as uh, the U.S. uh, trying to vilify uh, China as the origin of uh, the, the COVID-19 virus. But uh, I, I think uh, it is, of course, part of the larger power struggles between U.S. Uh, and China as the two superpowers vying for world, uh, shall we say, dominance yeah.
1: Now, from COVID-19 to a long-running problem that dates back even before the pandemic, tensions in the South China Sea. We know these have been going on for years. And in a recent report, it has been revealed that Chinese boats have been harassing civilian vessels in Malaysian and Vietnamese portions of the South China Sea on a daily basis for years. To what extent would you say this is just the beginning of a, a larger war brewing in the South China Sea? I mean, Beijing does have a lot on its plate right now. So why would they want to escalate things even further when it comes to this matter. But then again, you never know. What do you think?
2: Well, uh, as you mentioned just now, it has been going on uh, for years. Uh, Traditionally, these uh, Southeast Asian claimant countries for South China Sea, they would uh, try to keep the, the matter low key and perhaps try to settle with China behind the scene and so on. But of course, in recent years, they have become more vocal and more strident calling out China for, uh, you know, going into uh, having incursions into what they claim to their, be their waters and, and so on. But I think the major war is unlikely to break out because, as you say China uh, has its uh, plate uh, full for, for the moment. But it does need to continue to make all these uh, incursions because uh, under international law, if you uh, do not uh, continue to claim what you think uh, you should be claiming in terms of territory, then uh, you will be seen as having abandoned your claim. So,
0: yeah, it it would, I think, continue for quite some time. Yeah, quite a lot to watch for China. We've got oil prices, COVID-19, the blame game, climate change, a lot going on with China. We're chatting with Dr. Oei A-san. He's a senior fellow for the Singapore Institute of International Affairs, helping us to break everything down for us. Dr. O, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed.